What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us today. Mm-hmm. For me, what stood out right away reading chapter 22 is that timing is everything with God. And so if you just read verse 1, it says, Now the festival of unleavened bread called Passover was approaching. And so if you hit pause, what does Passover make you yeah. think of? Well, hopefully it brings you back to Exodus. Right, in we're just Egypt. there, you guys. So Bobby, give us like a, a Cliff Notes version of, of the Passover, and why is this connecting? Sure. So that was like the huge moment in time where um, the angel of the Lord came and there was a call for the firstborns at that time um, to die. And if you did not have the lamb of the blood over your doorpost, then that would affect you. Mm -hmm. But if you did, if you were a believer in Yahweh and you did what he asked and you put the blood of the lamb on your doorpost, then he, the angel of the Lord, would pass over you and you would be saved. Mm -hmm. And then from that, we know the story that they're led out um, of of Egypt into freedom. And then there's a whole long journey with the Israelites after that. But this is is a continuation, the celebration of that moment in time that has now, you know, fast forward to Jesus time, um, has been celebrated years and years and years by the Israelites. And 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 now they're in Jerusalem. And I think maybe five or six podcasts ago, Bobby Jean, you talked about how like the unleavened bread was given by a, as a command from God back in Exodus because mm-hmm. the people were going to get out of Egypt so quickly. Like they yeah. didn't have time to sit and let their bread rise and to punch mm-hmm. the thing and to roll it over, to fold it. It's like Jesus right. says, like, no, you need to get ready to go. Don't put the leaven in it because we got to roll. Mm-hmm. And so like you just said, they celebrate this for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years mm-hmm. up to the time of Jesus. So yeah. here in Passover, you have the lamb that's killed and you have the blood. But then I go back to the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And John the Baptist sees him, and he says, look, yeah. behold, here comes the Lamb the of God. The elephant of God. The elephant of God, yes. Wait, no, what? No, the Lamb, the Lamb of God. We actually <laughs> just read that with our kids this morning at breakfast. Yeah. Um, the Lamb of God who's come to take away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. And so there's been this connection and where Jesus himself claims to be the Lamb of God. But as you keep going through Luke 22, look at, at verse 7. It says, mm-hmm. then the... Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Like, are you kidding me? God's lined this up. So Jesus Christ is ready to give him his life, be arrested, crucified. And this is the same time during Passover week where the lamb's killed. Right. Because, I mean, why that's so specific? Like, you're kind of, there's an implication there that you guys understand that there was like a huge, like, there's like a directory of what to do this week. Like, there's bitter herbs, there's the unleavened breads, and mm-hmm. now this is the moment, this is the time, like, in the week that, like, okay, let's get the lamb without any blemish. Like, it, it's time now. But it's actually that time now in the entire history and in Jesus is the lamb like that. So yeah, there's this directory of of how to celebrate Holy week and, and and Passover. And it just happens to be lining up with the, the moment that Jesus is going to die. Like that's what, like that's how detailed and accurate and amazing. God's going to fulfill this. That just goes back to the plan they created before the creation of the world. Yeah. And so then if we look at verses, you know, 14 through 23, yeah, you have the Lord's Supper. So we'll read it to you right now. But then I, the two questions we want to really address is one, why is it important that we take this today? 
Why is it important that we still take communion? And secondly, Mm -hmm. I guess we want to speak personally to like, how does the Lord use this to bless us? And Mm -hmm. we want you to explore that and ask that for yourself. So Bobby, you want to read a couple of verses and then I'll pick up whenever you stop. Verses 14 to 23. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the disciples with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of any fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. Mm. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to the man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them might be he who would do this. And so, if you come to Emmanuel or you attend any really Christian church, hopefully communion is something that is you know, done as the church once a month or every week. So the question is, like, what is this and why is it Why is it that important that we take it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jesus gives it to us just like he says here. This is to be a, a reminder, a tangible reminder that every time we take this, we're reminded of Christ's body, which was given for us, his blood that was shed for us. And this gospel truth speaks much more to our brain, but it does to our taste buds, our smell, our touch, it allows us to be like a whole body experience and be reminded that we're living in the gospel realities of what happened 2,000 some years ago in 2021, yeah. every yeah. time we take of this. And we trust that this is a sign and a seal. And we say a sign and a seal, it's a sign saying, hey, remember, this is what you're experiencing. And it's a seal that the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us this, who applies this to our heart, who mm-hmm. nourishes mm-hmm. this to our soul and um, yeah, gives us strength spiritually to continue, you know, following the Lord. So I guess personally, like, I don't know, do you have a time where communion is more meaningful for you or what do you do to prepare your heart for communion? Well, you had a specific time if you want to speak to that. I feel like it was helpful. Yeah. I will do. Yeah, there are, there are many moments communion has been an incredible blessing, but um, the last few years over, over Lent, um, I just felt led by the Lord to fast, you know, that, that Holy Week up to that point in time and try not to eat anything or drink anything other than water until communion. And when I, I remember taking that a year or two back and the taste of the bread and the taste of the juice was, um, it heightened like all my senses. It was like a very holy moment where I've never tasted something that good. I've never felt so much joy. I've never felt so much gratitude for what the Lord had done. Again, it was like a whole body experience where um, the Holy Spirit was clearly present and evident and working. And I think through too, like my very first communion with my parents at Calvary Reformed Church in Des Moines, I think through Kirby's first communion in the middle of COVID, talking yeah. her this, talking her through this and like what this is and why it's important. It's just very special. It's a great gift. And the church tries to announce it the week before and throughout the week before you take it just so we can prepare our hearts because this really is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to attend church on Friday, Good Friday, we will be taking communion. So don't forget your, your bread yeah. and cup. How about yeah. for you? What would you say? Um, I, well, I think, I think that's all really helpful. Thanks for sharing that. I, the thing that came to my mind was the last question about speaking personally. 
um, and how has the Lord used us in the past is sometimes, you know, we're Christians in the United States. And so we can think about just our own individualism. And I know you've heard that before. And what does that even mean? And, or even you think about it just within, you know, my family and, and that's important. So within my life, definitely important within my family, definitely important within uh, my church family at Emmanuel, hugely important. There are 2.5 billion Christians around the world. It's a quick Wikipedia search. I'll tell you that. (laughs) And they are doing this. They are saying Jesus is Lord. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave. And that is something I remember and celebrate, but that's also like Clark said, a reality that I claim and that I walk in. And it's not just me. It's not just my family. And it's not just my church family, but it is the global church saying together in unison, we believe We believe this plan that God has laid out from the beginning of time that we're continuing to walk into and that we will celebrate forever in glory. And we thank you, Jesus, for what you did and how you're continuing to work out in our lives. So I really feel blessed to be able to take communion in those intimate settings where, you know, you can examine and you can come to the Lord um, in quiet. And I really appreciate and I'm blessed by, um, you know, one of my favorite things was being able to take communion at Centerpoint within a small group and you would offer prayer over each other. Um, and then you would take the cup and you would take the bread and then you would leave with a blessing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what a gift it is to actually like read these pages, but then Clark said, then actually carry out these things. Like, from Exodus, from before all time saying, no, we don't have to sacrifice a lamb, you know, every year or every, we, there has been one, it's under his name, you know, he's over us. And so, yeah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.